Hey everybody, I'm Mike Rich. And I'm Olivia Kane. Welcome to week four of, of the, the Weekly, weekly Typographic, typographic Podcast. Oh, oh, damn, we, are, we screwed that up again. That was me. That it's was okay. Me. I'll get it sometime. Uh, <coughs> but welcome everybody. Uh, we are back in person in New oh, York yeah. City today. Oh yeah. Um, at our favorite cafe recording this. Uh, and we have so much news this week. So much news. It's there's, so exciting. There's league news. There's awesome news that we found this week. There's just so much design news. Yeah. yeah. Like ranging, like print and digital packaging. Yeah. We've totally. really got a variety. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's been a crazy week. So I'm 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 excited that we found stuff in addition to all of the craziness. Yeah, I know. So you have to tell us what is going on with the league. What exciting new updates have been happening? Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, I mean, a lot of us probably saw the many emails and, and updates <laughs> and tweets and all that. But we launched our new site Woo! on Monday. Woo! Mostly a success. There were a couple errors Total and bugs success. that people helped us uh, squash just by emailing. It looks awesome. Uh <coughs> <laughs> I got sick over the weekend. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> Too um, much food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and snow. It snowed upstate. <gasps> so it I'm was so jealous. I was in Chicago and didn't even snow. Really? Ugh. I'm so jealous. It's okay. We have to move on so I don't get too upset. <laughs> Uh, so we we launched the site. It it was a success. Uh, there's still lots that I want to do with it, but I'm, yeah. I'm just so happy because I feel like it is a thing that I can easily update now. Yeah. So like all of the cool features that we have talked about adding, there's things that uh, Tyler has been pushing for, like yeah. font testers. So exciting. There's stuff for memberships, like uh-huh. forums and stuff. There's just so much stuff that I'm excited to start working on. Yeah. No, I'm so excited to start seeing things coming out, the classes. I mean, so many people already enrolled. It's very exciting news. Yes. Yeah. Well, so the class also uh, launched for pre-orders for the class that is starting in January. Yeah. We've gotten a lot of great uh, questions and feedback from people yeah. via email and uh, Twitter and whatnot. And just let everyone know, um, Micah and Thomas have been working on this since uh, like June. Yeah. Since May. Since a very, very long time, at least six months. So yeah, I'm very true. excited to see this actually coming out. It's been in the works for a really long time. They're working really hard, um, getting really good content for you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm super psyched. We got a lot of people signing up for the free one. We got a few people signing up for uh, the Make Your Font tier. Mm-hmm. And a couple people that I've talked to that seem really awesome that are signed up for the mastery level, which is super exciting. That's going to be awesome seeing what comes out of there. I mean, just like seeing... All that output um, from students is going to be so rewarding. I'm so excited for yeah. you guys. Uh, and on top of that, on Monday, we also launched League Mono. I know. Which has existed for a long time. Yes. Um, you know, I don't think we've talked about it much on the podcast. So I was trying to kind of, you know, make a fun surprise. But, yeah. Uh, Tyler Fink has been working on that for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that was holding us back from releasing it was this site. And so once we could get the site ready to launch... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just, it's such a beautiful font. I know. Um, and such a beautiful specimen. Yes. I love the specimen. Shout out to a great type specimen. And uh, <laughs> we've, we've honestly already gotten a couple people saying like, ooh, I'm using it on my site already. Nice. And it looks great. It's the new Plex. League <laughs> Mono is the new IBM Plex, everyone. Just you wait. It, it is kind of funny that they ended up kind of at the same time. <laughs> Releasing at the same time, yeah. So that is uh, super exciting stuff. 
in terms of league updates, uh, yeah. you know, there's there's plenty still working on. We are yeah. um, going to be updating some of our older fonts soon, yeah. and lots more launches coming in uh, the new year for sure. Yes, oh, I can't wait to see. And updates about the class coming in the next few weeks. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to keep on hearing all the good stuff. This great (laughs) stuff coming for everyone. Just you wait. All right. So do you want to keep on talking? Are you ready for type news? I'm so ready for type news. All right. So we got a great week. And um, it's the season, guys. The holiday season (laughs) has begun. And it's amazing and stressful and exciting and anxiety inducing but mostly (laughs) lovely it's my favorite season and so i couldn't help but to start off the podcast with a gift guide (laughs) i'm so excited this was a really cool find i mean there's a few there's like a few kind of nerdy gift guides out there but i was like this one is my favorite one so far it's for all the nerds it's for all the nerds moms all the nerds children it's for like (laughs) everyone i there's a great variety of nerdy stuff on here so you gotta check it out um some of my favorite, of course, is the selection of 50 type specimens from the collection of Tobias Frere Jones. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for this for a long time. It's going on my wish list. Um, <laughs> TFJ is amazing. I um, mean, even, even I love the cover to begin. Yeah. Me, you know, it's like such a simple, gorgeous cover. It's very old school, very no yeah. fuss. Um, like that. So that's my favorite there's but there's amazing cool things there's all sorts of books there's stationary really um print material heavy which is exciting to see like come alive and still print is not dead it's alive and well <laughs> it's good for gift giving it's really good for gift giving um, i honestly of of the things posted on this which mm-hmm. you'll see in the newsletter obviously mm-hmm. you can go through this but uh i really liked the pattern series notebook oh yeah i really like that it's just like this uh this is like worksheet book with a bunch of different uh, like graph papers and, yeah. and, and different takes on, on uh, grids and guides is what it says. Yeah. The simplicity of it's really nice too. Um, stuff like that. I've actually, uh, I don't know if I should even say this out loud, what? but I have thought about wanting to do something like this for uh, like a notebook to, to sketch fonts like font. Ideas. Yes. Yes, because I had I never had like one go to when I was sketching my font. I feel like I just had like a bunch of notebooks and pads that I was using, but um it would be great. That would be amazing. Right. With some like cool. tracing paper with some gridded paper cuz you kind of really need a variety when you you get going, when right. you're drawing, when you're doing a lot of drafting of fonts um by hand. Uh but yeah, that's an amazing there idea. There could be one that was like a, a like a tool book like that, yeah. right? And then I honestly was thinking too like just like a little thing that you take with you like a uh you know, just like a sketch pad yeah. with letters yeah. like in like in glyphs, you open it up and there's like backgrounds oh, to start drawing. Yeah. Like just like sketch your ideas <gasps> when you're thinking and then later like upgrade to like oh my gosh. actually drawing stuff. We need to do this. Right? This is so exciting. We All need right. to do it. All right. We'll talk about it. Really. Oh my God. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, but there is amazing things on here and like we're not paid to endorse this. This is just like <laughs> our favorite stuff that's come out so far. So definitely take a look. That's probably going to be one of the first links in the newsletter. Um, but just like a nice variety and like really will get you in the holiday mood. Yeah. So um, definitely want to have a good shout out to that. Okay. So the next thing I'm really excited to talk about, it is the Shabani rebrand. Mm. So I saw this on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the tweet that I saw it with, I don't, I don't remember who tweeted it, but somebody in my feed tweeted it saying, uh, 
like this is what happens when you hire a designer. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is probably a little harsh. Well, but. Okay, it's impressive because they in-house the packaging was led by um designer Leland Mashmeyer, I think, um who co-founded Collins. And like Collins was definitely a branding studio we used to look at for inspiration when I was in design school. Mm. Um and like a really like heavyweights in the branding industry. So it's interesting that they hired someone in-house. They hired someone that co-founded Collins in-house to design all this packaging and it's it's really different, guys. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a thing. It's a change. Um, I I think I think it's awesome. Um, there's lots of really positive feedback so far um, from the design community, which is like nice to see because often it's like so polarizing when stuff like this comes out. Um, I mean, obviously there's going to be some people that aren't the biggest fan, but it is an overhaul graphics wise, typographically. They hired um, Christian Schwartz. Um, from commercial type yeah. uh, to design a type family. I mean, it's really the whole shebang. New color palette, new type family, new logo, new illustrations, like totally different feel, new photographs. Even just like I can tell from the mock-ups of uh, the the yogurt packages yeah. that it feels different. Yeah. You can tell it's like more, it looks like more of a matte, yeah. uh, you know, like, I don't know, but yeah, it, it's it's fascinating. And it's, it's interesting it's how... Uh, retro it is. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they were. I think they were talking about like it's almost seventies style yeah. type lettering. Um, but it's it's really night and day. Like they were just like we're gonna like we had Kickstarter last week, which was just kind of like an inflation of the letter forms from the original Kickstarter logo, yeah. and now it's just like nope, we we are <laughs> totally different. It is so exciting. It's a really interesting just thing to feast your eyes on. They have so much content on. Um, this rebrand, they have videos, they have packaging, they have like store displays. Um, it's, it's really interesting. I highly encourage everyone to check this out and kind of send it to your friends because it's one of those things that, um, like everyone pretty much knows someone that eats Shivani. Like, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I think I've read before that it's like a multi billion dollar industry. Oh, it's like the most popular yogurt or something in, in the country. It's like the Olympic chosen yogurt. I mean, it's crazy popular. Um, and they're also a company known for doing good, so that's always nice to hear. So, yeah, um, yeah I definitely just like want to talk about oh, drastic rebranding. It's almost like Dropbox, <laughs> but it's it's yogurt, <laughs> <laughs> just like Dropbox, just like Dropbox, except it is yogurt packaging. Shoot, so that was also a great find. Yeah, no, I was really excited about that. So, what do you have next on the plate for us? Uh, I think the next thing we wanted to talk about was this revisiting Helvetica. Yes. Which, even just to mention it, like the the tagline, this is from uh, AIGA on their beautiful Millennial Pink blog. <laughs> yep, that's um, exactly right. <laughs> and, and it was like on the tenth anniversary of uh, the documentary Helvetica, and I was like, what? That is 10 years old. I feel like I watched that last year. Yep. And they even have like one of the first starters to their paragraph is like, yes, you've heard it. It really <laughs> has been 10 years since that documentary came out. Um, I remember I remember the ad in the Chicago Tribune and my dad went to go see it when I was in theaters. Oh. And that was before I knew what Helvetica was. Oh. Because I was 12. <laughs> That's but crazy. I remember him being like, oh, it's a documentary about Helvetica. And I was always vaguely interested in fonts, but that was the first time like I realized what Helvetica was <laughs> 10 years ago. And, oh, oh, how far I've come. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, 
was really funny. Yeah, no, I remember the ads in the Chicago Tribune. Me being a kid on Sunday morning, my dad showing me a movie about fonts. I never thought there could ever be a movie about a font. <laughs> we were all proven wrong. Um, but yeah, so the article is actually like a really nice homage to Helvetica. It talks about the documentary a lot. They're actually doing um, a 10th anniversary screening here in New York. I Ooh. saw. Yeah, Tobias Fair Jones is actually speaking. I don't know if it happened already. Oh. It's definitely a date I couldn't make it to. Um, but, like, that was kind of, like, that was a moment when, like, Helvetica really, like, fonts were really having a moment at that point. And I even know, like, a lot of my type classes, like, all the professors mentioned the movie. Like, have you seen Helvetica? That's interesting. Mostly because everyone's always excited when fonts come to the mainstream culture. <laughs> I just, I find it hard to say out loud that this font was having a moment, or this movie about fonts was having a moment. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's fascinating. It's crazy. I mean, it's interesting. Um, I think we talked about this a few weeks ago when we were talking about Never Use Futura, how kind of Futura is the typeface of our moment right now. And, mm. you know, we haven't seen Helvetica in a little bit. Helvetica's been on the back burner um, for quite a while, but um, it's it's nice. I mean, whether you like or hate Helvetica, you have to give it credit for becoming this, like, just completely, like, they, they compare it to breathing air. That's how ubiquitous it is. Mm. Like, ubiquitous is an understatement at that point. It's like breathing air. Um, so you have to give it, give it credit for, you know, its infamous reputation. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. I, I personally love it. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> um so uh, that was also a cool article we just we have a we have a bunch of fun we just stuff have like week. bunch like ranging like the board from helvetica <laughs> like revisiting to um you know rebranding to gift guides and now we're on to the designer size website i saw this i saw this tweeted a bunch because it's flipping cool that's um, awesome i didn't have anyone in my scope tweeting about this well i guess i mean i think i follow a lot of UI focused people just because that's what I do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But honestly, I haven't gone through it. I haven't, I haven't really looked at it. I just know of it. Yeah. Uh, But you, you kind of, I went through it. It's really cool. It's, um, first of all, it's this adorable site. I mean, (laughs) I think it's just like really sweet. Um, And it just loads you prompts, It loads you design challenges. I will say um, they're all UI UX based. So they're all like mostly app based and um, prompts for that. But let's say like one of them, you have to design an edit settings form for a book discovery app to help chefs. So and, like, it, and it looks like this cool old like 80s mm-hmm, game mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you'd play on Atari or something. Yeah. The buttons are like really pronounced and have all these outlines. Um, and it's, I mean, I just like clicking on things. I'm not <laughs> going to do any of these challenges because I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> but um, it's just, it's always nice seeing like people trying to inspire others to kind of get some gears rolling and thinking about some more um, like out of the box ideas and prompts. Yeah, I mean, I do think this could probably do a little bit of a better job explaining the intention behind it. Yeah, it does. You know, it does kind of say it, and then once you start and just like click a button yeah. and realize what is happening after yeah. a minute, you're like, oh, it did explain it, but it, you know, it takes me a minute to understand. Yeah. It is basically uh, random prompts to say like, mm-hmm. here's a challenge for you. You know, mm-hmm. just practice your craft. Here's mm-hmm. an idea. Try this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And then hit stop when you're done and hit play and we'll give you a different one. Yeah. the It's, so it's the, not like a game like, mm-hmm. okay, do this thing and get to the next level. Yeah. It's, it's really just like, if you don't have an idea of what to work on and want to practice, uh-huh. here's an idea. Yeah. 
which is cool. No, and they have a little timer. You can time yourself. Yeah. You can challenge people. Um, but it's really sweet and just really unusual. I don't I, know. I think I might try this. Just I, yeah, you know, I feel like you I haven't should. done a thing like this in a long time. No, it sounds fun. If I could do this, I would do it. <laughs> I mean, I believe in you. I think <laughs> you could. I, I don't know. I have doubts. The lowly print designer oh, <laughs> only knows how to that's turn my fonts. Lowly in print design cannot possibly oh, go on the same sentence. That's very sweet. <laughs> um, so what we have next, we have a few things. Just like a few extraneous randos. I got it. I got in the mix. Um, you have something pulled up over there. I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I follow Type Together because they're awesome. What is Type Together? I always forget. What exactly? Who it are is they? a font foundry. It's a foundry, right, right, right. Um, I believe we actually talked to them once upon a time about like maybe commissioning them to make an open source font. I know um, we had an article recently by them, and I just have blanked since then. <laughs> I, I think they're just really talented. And uh, probably more than talented, they're also very skilled. Um, mm-hmm. But on their blog, they they kind of they had an interview that I just thought was neat. Yeah. Um, about a <coughs> excuse me, um, an interview with Juan Bruce, mm-hmm. who I ha- was not familiar with before, mm-hmm. um, but talking about background and process and the projects that he is working on at the moment. Um, and the thing that really pulled me in was like the start of this blog post is this beautiful font that is related to cartography i know that's that's really what got me too yeah. um which I, I heard also is having a moment i saw cartography. something yeah really <laughs> right isn't it isn't that's it so like, strange all the nerdy things that's super um, nerdy but it was some survey that i saw and i guess i shouldn't i shouldn't like quote it without having a source but it was some survey that i saw about like by 2020 some ridiculous amount of uh, cartography designers are going to be required just because we are we use maps, digital maps, oh, yeah. so much more than we ever have. Um, there have always yeah. been maps, obviously, but uh, the requirements for digital maps are going up and up and up. Oh, Apple has a huge cartography um, unit. They came to my school last year um and i remember when the cartographer spoke and there's just so many things we take for granted there's a person that has to design all the icons for the landmarks mm. you know when you, we go to new york city we're probably gonna see empire state building that has an icon grand central icon all these things at that, different sizes no yeah, less right yeah it's, um, I, I think it's probably very similar in skill set to type design oh yeah like really like really minute details um but really important and you know i'm on a map like at least once a week, at least once a week. I'm on a map like two or three times a day. <laughs> well, I can't. I, I mean, I struggle to get here without a map, and we meet here every week. Yeah, I mean, no, maybe you're right. I'm, we're on maps <laughs> all the time. I do have a fascination with old school maps. I oh, do yeah. kind of have like it is this love that we just don't see them anymore. It is a feast for the eyes typographically. Um, Inkwell, Jonathan Heffler's new font family that has like 45 fonts. Like he was inspired by maps because. Maps, there was a necessity to have a large variety of fonts that mixed well together, mm. but could have distinctions between oceans, between countries, between continents. And that was also something I've always kind of taken for granted until he pointed that out. Um, so I feel like after I heard him speak about that, I just wanted to look at old maps. That's all I wanted to do because, I mean, it's awesome. And there was, there was a really unusual um, type that was used in those old maps that kind of disappeared since then. 
If you want me to specify, um, I don't know <laughs> I'm if this just waiting. I know exactly, you have but like, there's a crap ton of calligraphy um, on maps, and I'm sure there was many different calligraphy hands used in one map. Mm. Um, where you you typically there's not that many reasons why to mix that many hands in one map. So like maps had italic and Roman and black letter and um, open sands and Tuscans, uh, and so it's just. Maps are like a really great place to like learn how to match fonts. Maybe I don't know. I can't uh. say that for sure, but we can. That's something we should explore. It's just it's a dense landscape. Uh. 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 <laughs> too funny. You I make know. jokes too. I can't even, this is great. I can't even help it. I was born with it. Okay. No. Yeah. So I'm glad we got to speak on that. Uh, to go to the other side of the graphic world, we're going to talk about some programming fonts mm. i'm gonna let micah take the lead here <laughs> once again lowly print designer oh shush <laughs> um so uh we found a neat article um from about a week ago i guess uh in search of the perfect writing font from mm-hmm. uh information architects that's mm-hmm. what ia stands for. oh i didn't know that they're famous, apparently. I, <laughs> I mean, I think they are fairly well known. No, there's gonna be tons of listeners that are like, "Oh my god, how does Olivia not know who they are?" Uh, I mean, they they came into my radar because mm-hmm. uh, I always love trying new computer apps, mm-hmm. and they made a really interesting one that mm-hmm. was just writing. It was just for writing. Yeah, it's that awesome. was it. They kind of expanded on that in a bunch mm-hmm. of ways of like uh, grammar and editing and and. They Is have this a very writing code or writing in general? Writing in general. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking only about programming this whole time. No, no, I'm no. I'm going to check this out. Um, okay, keep on going. And it's called Writer, IA Writer. Um, and what I thought was interesting was that they had like a very opinionated way to design this program. Mm-hmm. Their first version, there was like no customization options. Mm-hmm. They designed it the way that they thought it should be. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, if you don't like it, use something else. Yeah. Um, and there have been a few, uh, updates. I think they're on the, like version five. Oh, I wow. actually don't know. Um, anyway, this article was sort of about, uh, why they decided to use a monospace font. Okay. Um, which in writing and, and reading like long articles and stuff, that's not what you would normally think. Yeah. And so they go into that a little bit. Um, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, I th- I think a lot of uh, their I'll, I'll you know you'll you'll learn by reading this article, but like a lot of it was that they considered this app to be a digital equivalent of a typewriter. Okay, and so that was part of their intention. Okay, and you know they kind of go into details of monospace versus propor- proportional fonts, um, and and why they picked one over the other, um, and then they actually talked about like what attracted me to this in the first place was that. They uh, made a fork of IBM's Plex. And their mono font, because they have a few. Right, 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 right. Yes. Their Um, monospace font. And they made a few adjustments that they thought made it better for Mm -hmm. for what they needed Mm -hmm. and uh, named it something else because that's what the open (laughs) font license requires. Um, And it is also open source and is also on GitHub with their changes. GitHub. Uh, And this blog article goes into like all the detail of what they changed and why. And I just think that's neat. Like you don't get to see a lot of that uh, background story. I think it's super nerdy. <laughs> it's super, it looks super but it's interesting. Also, I feel like it's also, uh, 
yeah, it's nerdy, but like it's readable. No, 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 definitely, definitely. It's not like it doesn't. It's not going to be like a hindrance. It looks very readable. There's a lot of there's a lot of educational graphics comparing one of their fonts to yeah. another of their fonts. You know, like it's very it's very which is funny looking. because I remember when I first realized um, Courier was a monospace font and every single letter was the same width. I was like pretty blown away. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I like I mean the same width. Yeah. No, because like I've seen this font for like most of my life, and it wasn't until I was 20 when I was like, oh. My God, that's why the M is so weird. How it's like how do you make an M the same width as an I? Courier will show you. <laughs> I don't know. I was blown away. That's something super, super simple. Uh, I but don't know why it, I, took it I so guess long it's also kind of appropriate considering uh, League Mono. It yeah, and I feel like knowing why Mono is Monospace is interesting and um, yeah. appreciating Monospace fonts too. Because uh, I've never made one, but it sounds like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to say that on the air? Oh yeah, we're clean, clean lyrics. Oh yeah, ooh, mm. ooh mm. Ah. don't listen, to Apple. <laughs> um, and so spinning off of that, there was a wonderful list, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, uh, my day job boss found this, uh, wow. and he was like, "Hey, uh, you know, I I know you have something to do with the league, and I found this font league mono on this site, <laughs> um, and it's uh, you know, it's kind of just a listing on." GitHub, it's like a fun uh, visual way to test out different open source fonts for programming. There's some really funky ones on here. Oh, yeah. Wow, this is fun. I don't even program. This looks like a blast. I mean, yeah, I mean, (laughs) the example that you look, it's like on the left is a list of a bunch of open source fonts. And on the right is uh, an example of highlighted code, which, uh, you know, you don't have to know what that looks like. It's it's really about comparing the different fonts. Yeah. Um, and I was I was just really excited that League Mono was on there and that someone had found it and and showed me. Yeah. Worlds colliding. <laughs> That's what that is. That's very exciting. Um, ooh, there's there's a monotype font with lig- mono space font with ligatures. There might be. That's what it says here. But I mean, yeah. Actually, I think uh, someone I- at my work loves that because uh there's there's one font in particular that they love where there was a ligature for when you uh at least in javascript uh-huh. like you you make what they call a fat arrow <laughs> which is like an equal oh, sign I see it. and then a greater yeah, than yeah i see it it's and they there. made a ligature to make it look like an arrow that's awesome it's just a neat idea like, like what kind of ligatures are here like if you if you know what you're doing in programming it's actually uh yeah. ligatures are a great uh excuse to to play around interesting fact in children's book publishing we're not allowed to use ligatures what why yeah because um it muddles up the letters too much (laughs) it's an issue for for legibility for children i don't know at what age we care enough to keep them in or take them out but i know like especially like up until age 10 there's definitely not gonna be any ligatures in your books that you're reading that's really fascinating i mean that makes sense i just never thought about it i didn't i was never conscious of ligatures um until i was in design school um i'm curious if there are kids that come across them and like ask about them Hmm. but i must have i don't know i must have not been paying attention while i was reading but um it's it's just an interesting little detail that like typography does kind of vary a little bit for children yeah you forget yeah. about it, but um, for good reason. Yeah, 
there's there's a lot of like interesting like things that you should do if you're making books for um children that'll help with legibility um and help them read like obviously type is never that small um but you don't you know you don't want to put too many words on a page because like that'll be intimidating in a way um it's pretty obvious stuff but things i never thought about until i was doing chapter books for like middle grade kids i was like oh my gosh like we don't we try to avoid hyphenation there's some books oh. where we have justified columns and we don't hyphenate at all. And that, I mean, that's really tough for typesetting. There was really good typesetters on our team that know how to solve that. But um, yeah, yeah. That's I, so interesting. It's interesting. I would never have thought of that. There's different rules for children. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, just for young readers. But yeah, thought I should share since we're on the ligature. Yeah, totes. Talk. Well... I think I think that's all the cool stuff that we definitely wanted to talk about today. Yeah, I think so. Um, just shout out to everyone listening to this. Um, we were just looking at some stats before this. We have 130 subscribers. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you, guys. Yeah, this is super awesome. I'm, I'm glad that you guys uh, are enjoying it now that we've kind of upgraded the audio a little bit. It's, <laughs> a lot it's, of it. Uh, it's, it's fun to make this. So yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. exciting that, that you guys are liking yeah. this. If you have any feedback or have anything you want us to talk about, of course, just tweet us, email us. Yeah. We're here. Absolutely. All right. As always, it was a great time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All uh, right. We'll see you guys next week. Yep. See ya. All right. Bye.